Paul, last week's joke went really well. It did. And we definitely stayed on topic after it. Yes. Well, depending on how you define stayed on topic. Of the joke. Yeah. Um. So this week's joke is kind of related to our topic again. Oh, okay. But not at all. So why do chicken coops have two doors? Oh, I know this one. I actually, I know this one. Because if they had four doors, they'd be a chicken sedan. You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, I'm Bree. And I'm Paul. And this is Signal 25. A podcast where we exclusively talk about stocks because this GameStop thing is the funniest thing that has ever happened in the universe and I cannot stop talking about it. And I, I can't talk about anything else right now. It's so <laughs> funny. It is so funny. And I was really confused because I was in a test when like this was all like breaking media coverage today. And... Then I got out of it and everyone's like, GameStop. And I'm like, GameStop is a store. (laughs) GameStop is a store, but it's also Reddit's favorite stock, which is important to note because as we're recording this today, their stock is up uh, 134%. (laughs) Which is insane. Like, that does not happen. Uh, Yeah, basically, not Disney news, but news GameStop. Reddit has basically, you know, destroyed the way that the stock market works for the moment. Uh, so that's yeah. fun. Thanks. Thanks, Reddit. And like, my thing with that is if Reddit can do this to one, why can't Reddit do it to all of them? Like, is Reddit going to be the end of the stock market? Uh, maybe because they're doing it again with AMC and AMC is up 300 <laughs> <laughs> percent. Uh, what's the price of AMC right now? Uh, AMC is $19.90. Well, if anyone has tips for buying stock, DM us, because I think we want to get involved with this. Or, you know, knows how to buy a stock, because I would like to be immensely very, very clear. We do not know what we are talking about, and we are not giving financial advice to anybody. No. I just think it's really funny. But we would also like financial advice if you have some to give. Like, we wouldn't say no to taking your financial advice. The one bit of financial advice that I I do know is that Disney's stock looked not great today. That's not even really advice. Oh, I have financial advice for our listeners. It's really bad advice. So just so you know, like, probably don't do what Brie does. But I keep all of my savings in cash. Yeah, definitely don't do that. <laughs> it's in a fireproof safe. That's not first the, of all. But you're not making any interest. Paul, let me tell you a quick little side note. Um, my savings account at my bank charges me if I don't keep money in it, right? Right. And so you just keep some money in it. No, no, no. So I didn't know that, and I had to use my savings because, like, an emergency came up where I needed to drain my savings and use my savings, like you know what it's there for. And I didn't know it charged me money to ha- not have money in it and by the time i checked it again i owed them like two hundred dollars so i don't trust savings account anymore and you know who doesn't hurt me my fireproof safe until someone steals it if they can find it they can steal it (laughs) all right well let's get let's get to the really actually important stuff that we're going to talk about which is of course bitcoin (laughs) much safer investment than gamestop I also don't know how to buy Bitcoin. I really don't know how to buy Bitcoin. Like, I don't know how to buy a stock, but I really don't know how to buy Bitcoin. I understand the theoretical principles behind Bitcoin, but for the life of me, I couldn't tell you how to buy it. Oh, Paul, see, I'm one step further than that. I don't understand Bitcoin to the slightest. I think it's confusing. And is it real? Define real. Exactly. Why I don't understand Bitcoin. (laughs) No, you do not physically own anything. Well, I know it's not tangible. It's the same idea as stocks where it's not real. Yeah, but it's but even worse. It real? With, it's even worse with Bitcoin. Um, I am looking right now. Bitcoin, definitely not a better investment. It was um, worth about $40,000 earlier in the month. And it's like $30,000 right now. So it's gone down a mm. lot in the last few weeks. So I don't know. The moral of the story is 
well, twofold. One, don't take advice financially from us. <laughs> no, just just don't take advice from us. I think we can just leave it there. Um, well, unless it's Disney advice. I feel like you can take eh. Disney advice from us. Okay, apparently not. I mean, you can. You can. But also. But we are not liable. Also, don't gamble with your investments, I guess. Just don't gamble. Maybe we should just leave the phrase right there. Yeah. All right. Don't gamble. There you go. Paul, have you ever been to a casino? I've been to a Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) It's basically like a casino, right? (laughs) Same idea. No, I've never been to a casino. Interesting. Have you? Lots of times. Oh. So instead of stocks, let's talk about something that's even more fun. Disney news. I was going to go straight into the fact that it's been a year without, or it will be a year without Disneyland. So you can mark that off of your bingo card. Yeah, you can. It's actually been a year since all six Disney parks were open at the same time. That's pretty nuts. Honestly, not something I ever imagined in our lifetime. No. Especially without some sort of like, I don't know, terrorist attack or something. Just some sort of something to spook kind of everybody which i mean i guess yeah global pandemic Um, would do it but i mean even when there was a terrorist attack disney just closed early and opened late the next day they didn't even close yeah that's true although there were a lot less like local guidelines and restrictions on them true true yeah so that's wild it's interesting to watch all the parks overseas and what they're doing and like how they keep opening and closing and opening and closing and I can't keep track of which ones are even open anymore. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I know Orlando is open, and I that may be it. I'm not sure. Um, Paris, I'm pretty sure, is closed. Hong Kong, I Paris think, is... is closed. Tokyo, I'm pretty sure, is closed. Shanghai might be open again. Or still, I guess. Um, I know Shanghai closed back in November for a while, but I don't know. Okay, this is as of December 9th. Disneyland closed. Um, Disneyland Paris closed, Hong Kong closed, Shanghai is, Shanghai as of is December open. 9th, yeah, is open with limited capacity, and Tokyo is open with limited capacity, but I do know with Tokyo, um, they're not open every day of the week, right. so when I say limited capacity, they mean, like, we are only open a couple of days a week with, reg- like, with registration, and limited park hours and limited rides. Not even all of Tokyo's rides are open. That and makes their restaurants sense. aren't open either. Yeah, that I mean that makes sense. Yeah, and the difference with Tokyo big time is well, first of all, um masks and Asian culture are a lot more accepted than they are in America. <laughs> right. That's a yeah, that's definitely true. Although I feel like I feel like we're slowly starting to just get over it in terms of legality, like agreeing that it's legal to require people to wear masks. No? No. Well, well, I stopped seeing Karen videos, so I was hopeful. We live in the nice Western Washington bubble. Oh, that's Um, true. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, No, but in Tokyo, they don't even have, like, restaurants open, and, like, there's not even a place to take off your mask in the park. Like, it is you leave it on the whole time you are in the park. Which is the way it should be here. Although restaurants, maybe not. That's really a bummer, though, because Tokyo has really cool food. Like, the have you seen well, some of the food that they have in Tokyo Disneyland? The food is the only reason I want to go to Tokyo. Really? No, well, I want to okay. go to There's Disney, lots of Disney Sea. Are you kidding? Yeah, okay. But they have bao buns that are the little aliens from Toy Story. They have a lot of cool character foods. They it's have really good food. cool. And it's probably good food. And it's too. also, as I understand, significantly more reasonably priced than the States. Oh, totally. First of all, currency exchange is already on our side. But then you add the cost of food and food and theme park tickets. The rest of the Disney parks are so cheap to get into. Uh, I don't know if that's true for Shanghai. Okay. I don't know a lot about Shanghai, but when I went to Disneyland Paris, how much do you think I paid for a park hopper, t- one day park hopper 75. for two people? So well, dollars. I don't, I don't know what that is in euros. Uh, it was 88 euros, which is 96 US dollars. Oh, well, that's comparable. I mean, it's a little bit for, cheaper. Oh, for a park hopper. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Two people. That was for oh, both for tickets. Oh, for two people. 
That oh. was for both tickets, Paul. Oh. I was only guessing for one person, which is why I said 75. No. That was for both people. Oh. Huh. All right. And mind you, it was a weekday. And in Disneyland Paris, they have weekday prices compared to weekend prices. We have that in, in Florida. It's it's even more. Not in Disneyland, though. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. When they reopen, they sure will. And I went off season, too, not peak season. So I'm sure it probably is more expensive during the summer, but middle of April wasn't very expensive at all. Yeah, that's just not true here. Yeah, no. So I like when I was buying the tickets, I was like, did I put the right information in? Like, do they know how long I'm planning on going? Like, well, speaking of masks, uh, Blizzard Beach is reopening with uh, no reservations required. I assume still limited capacity, probably. Um, Masks are required, but not in the water. I don't know what that means. How do because how do you do that? So I guess that means like when you're walking around, but then how do you keep a mask on you to walk from the ride to your cabana? Yeah. And like, you can't just like take it with you on the ride because it will get wet because the rides are because it's a water park. And so all the rides are wet. And then you sure you'd wear one to like get food, like to interact with someone, but then you would immediately take it off to eat so i'm just really confused it just seems this just seems like a bad idea yeah i mean what like i was telling you earlier volcano bay did this for about a week and then they had a mass outbreak of their staff and also how does the disney cast members wear masks as lifeguards actually i feel like that one is 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 easier you just wear the mask yeah, I have a friend who's a lifeguard at a pool in Orlando and at a Universal Resort pool. And she says they wear masks just sitting there. She's like, the only time we take it off is if we get in the water. She's like, except for we have to keep it on if we get in the water to save someone because we're coming within six feet of someone. So she's like, essentially, yes, you would be drowning. <laughs> just wear a waterproof mask. It's fine. Do those exist? I don't know. I was joking. <laughs> but yeah, I suppose that they might. Swimsuit material mask? Yeah. 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 I mean... Why has no one come up with that yet? Yeah. I mean, just like take the, hazards, but. Just like take the stuff, like the extra fabric you have from like cutting out bikinis or whatever. Or buy a bikini. And use it as a mask. Put it in the middle. No, no this is a <laughs> terrible <laughs> idea. No. And then you no, have two no, masks. No, no. <laughs> you wanted a solution and I gave you one. I mean, I guess it does have the straps and everything. You just tie it. Yeah, you know. This is not the worst <laughs> idea I have ever heard. Thank In fact, you. I did I did have a friend who posted on Facebook that she saw uh, someone wearing underwear as a mask very early on in the pandemic. I saw a couple of those as like, okay, you want me to cover my face? Here you go. And it's just like, I personally would not put underwear on my head. I would as a joke because I think it's hilarious, but no, I wouldn't oh. go out that way. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, speaking of funny jokes, uh, the Jungle Cruise is being refurbished, but not to be themed around the ride, or so they say. Hey folks, Future Paul here. I just wanted to let you know I totally messed up. I said not themed around the ride. That doesn't make any sense. I meant not themed around the movie, which is, of course, based off of the ride. Okay, back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Right. So... They're taking out some scenes to make them more diverse. So, like, the climbing the pole scene, they're doing a variety of cast members because they're going to be ba- they're going to be Jungle Cruise skippers who are climbing the pole. Oh, I didn't catch that. Is well, that I based are? off of... Well, the reason I think that is because now the Jeep scene is becoming a shipwrecked Jungle Cruise boat. Oh, that does make sense. And so I think they're replacing the expeditionists with Jungle Cruise skippers. Yeah, so they're they're saying that part of the story update is you're following a skipper and the passengers as the journey goes awry. So they're literally theming it as the ride itself. Basically, yeah. Although they do say 
For the first time ever, the Skipper role will not only be that of a live experienced and witty guide, but also represented by a show figure within the attraction itself. And that terrifies me because I worked on Great Movie Ride following the Robert Osborne update and having to act against a pre-recorded voice just doesn't work if you have to stick as hard to the script as we did. I, it's Jungle Cruise, so it's certainly possible that they are able to go a lot more off book than we did. In fact, I, I suspect that that's the case, but it's still like... I don't know. That that does worry me. I don't love that. That worries me. But I wonder if it's even going to speak. I don't I hope know. hope not. Because if, like, if it doesn't speak, then whatever. It's fine. Well, because that's what I'm wondering. Like, with the rhino scene, is like that the, the, what they're talking about. Mm, yeah, I could see that. So hopefully it's no different than the current dialogue of, oh, like, let's see what they're doing and, like, stuff like that. As opposed to, like, oh, now what do you think? voice that's gonna play now and then push the button i only went on great movie ride twice so like i don't really know you were missing out on much but you were missing out on festival of the lion king because it was gone but now it's back mostly well it'll be back in june like i said now it's back in june mostly (laughs) mostly uh i was actually reading a really interesting um post about this in an i think it was undercover tourist where i was reading and they were kind of discussing the fact that disney is bringing back the most high risk things first like the first show they brought back was frozen sing along which is everybody singing along yeah and everyone's singing and the next thing they're bringing back is festival of the lion king which is a 360 theater indoors with people singing in the middle and where you're really close to the performers right like even finding nemo a show that you haven't seen you're like a decent amount of away from the stage right but festival of the lion king you're like right there so they were commenting on how it's just interesting that they're not bringing back like phantasmic which is like an outdoor open arena where you're far away from the performers And then yet they're bringing back Festival of the Lion King, which is indoors and goes against pretty much all CDC guidelines. I mean, part of the problem is they just needed more stuff to do at Animal Kingdom. Right. And they didn't need more stuff to do at Hollywood Studios because they have Galaxy's Edge. So. Totally. uh, (laughs) Well, my big thing is why not bring back the performers in Africa first? Like, the ones who perform outside and or do, like, outdoor performances from Festival of the Lion King. I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like... I agree with that. I agree with doing part of it outside. I think that makes sense. Although, I mean, if it rains, but whatever. I, I don't know. It rains in Florida all the time. Like, they prepare for that for other things. Yeah, parades and whatnot, so... Yeah, so, I don't know. I just... It, it, like, it's exciting for workers to get a comeback, And for talent to get a comeback, but it's also questioning of how much, one, are you caring about your talent's safety? And two, it really just shows, is this just about money? Like, do you even care about the safety precautions at that point? I don't know. But that's in June. We'll be in a whole nother world by then. Yeah, maybe everything will be fine. Yeah. Maybe COVID will be gone, right? Yeah, maybe. If we keep saying it, eventually it'll happen. (laughs) We're going to manifest this so hard. Yeah. They did say and by end of summer, everyone would be vaccinated. Will be or could be? Will be. They ordered 300 million vaccines. Like enough. They ordered enough vaccines for 300 million people to be vaccinated. So they ordered 600 million vaccines. Wow. That's quite a few. I know. Something unrelated to vaccinations, but really related to popularity is the M&M store is coming to Disney Springs. I'll be honest, when I heard this, I just kind of assumed that there already was an M&M store at Disney Springs. <laughs> it just Doesn't it just like feel like the kind of thing that is there and you just haven't been to? You, you are like the king of Disney Springs, Paul. I feel like if there was something at Disney Springs, you would have been to it. No, that's not definitely not true. I haven't been to most of the things in Disney Springs, but I know about most of them. But I have been to the Coke store. That's pretty fun. So if it's anything like the Coke store, but M&M themed, I'm all for it. Have you met the polar bear at the Coke store? I haven't met the polar bear, but I've seen the polar bear. Oh, my roommates made me do it on the first college program as a bonding experience. I did meet Summertime Santa at one of the stores in Disney Springs, so that was pretty fun. The, at the Christmas store? Yeah. 
I'm so jealous. I try every time I go because he like makes random appearances and you have to like find him. I never do. But the M&M store is super cool. Uh, the only M&M store I feel like I've been in is the one in Times Square, which is awesome. Isn't and it's four stories of M&Ms. Isn't there one in the outlets in Florida? No, I'm thinking of Crayola. How did I get that mixed up? You are thinking of the Crayola store, yeah. But that's a little concerning I've never been in the Crayola that I mixed store. up M&Ms and Crayola because one of them Not is edible really. and the other one is M&Ms. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Please don't eat crayons. And if you do, eat them responsibly. Um, no, just, no don't color. eat crayons. <laughs> Paul, I feel like we mostly have adults that listen to this podcast and I really hope that they know to not eat crayons. Just saying. On, on a baby tangent, did you eat Play-Doh when you were a kid? No, but it is edible. But it's designed to taste bad so that you don't eat it. I would lick it. I would lick all the soft salt off of the Play-Doh when I was oh, little. Oh, gosh. No. <laughs> Why? Side note. Side note. My mom made my Play-Doh. So, like, it wasn't, like, Play-Doh Play-Doh. It was, like, flour and water and salt. So, like, Still I was just licking bad, salt dude. out. It tastes like salt. Mm, yeah. But salt doesn't taste good. Well, four-year-old Brie liked licking Play-Doh, so... Whatever. Like, <laughs> whatever. Do you like licking Play-Doh off of grilled cheese donuts or donut grilled cheeses? Whatever? Maybe. I mean, give me the opportunity and we'll see. Alright, well, good news for you then, because there is a grilled <laughs> cheese donut, no Play-Doh included, at Disney Springs somewhere. What's it is called? Is it the Everglaze? Everglaze. Yep. It's brand new donut coffee shop in, in Disney Springs. I have a couple of friends that work there. They say it's great. Everyone says the donuts are great. Did you ask them about the grilled cheese sandwich, the donut grilled no, cheese? No, I'm going to, I'll text them this week and I'll get an update next week. Because it sounds like either the best or the worst thing. I might make one of like my Florida friends go try it. Because I want to say it would be like salty, but I don't think it would be that salty. Because cheese, I mean, while it is a like saltier flavor, I wouldn't describe it as like salty. Well, have you heard of, like, the people that make, like, burgers on donuts? Like, they have a donut instead of a bun? Yeah, that I do think is weird. Grilled cheese, for some reason, though, doesn't bother me quite as much. I mean, the burger, don't get me wrong, I still want to try because I love donuts and I love burgers. But, I mean, I also want to try the grilled cheese. So, I, I don't yeah, know. Right. I just, I like, I'm on, curious. I want to know. I want to know. It, I'm not going to pass judgment one way or the other about saying, like, oh, this is definitely good or, oh, this is definitely bad. But it has piqued my interest, and I am curious. I would try it, but I probably wouldn't buy it, considering it's on Disney property and probably costs Disney prices. Probably. I've heard that the donuts aren't too badly priced, though. So maybe. Well, I can get one for less than a dollar at Safeway, so. Oh, okay. Well, this is where my snobbiness comes in as a Seattle person. Uh, if you try to tell me that top pot, if you try to tell me that top pot donuts are better than Safeway, okay, this is gonna be even worse than top pot. Oh dear! I only eat vegan donuts. (laughs) That is so much worse than top pot. I eat Mighty O. Have you had them? Mighty O. Mighty O donuts. It sounds like a terrible breakfast cereal, like a knockoff Cheerios. (laughs) So yeah, they only make vegan, dairy-free everything. So like their coffee, their donuts. Out of old Cheerios? <laughs> no, they're the best donuts in the entire world. I will get up early on a weekday to drive down to be there when they open at 6 to get like hot donuts from them. I love their donuts. They make the best lattes, but with alternative milks, <laughs> not real milk. Yeah, so I only eat vegan donuts. Um, they're the only ones I like. <laughs> The only ones I'll eat. I don't like any other donuts. And you're not, you're not even vegan. <laughs> you would honestly think I was based on what is in my fridge currently, though. I've had at least one person ask me if you were vegan because they said that you seemed like you were vegan. Well, I only drink oat milk and I mostly try to use plant protein when I'm like cooking. So you're not like not vegan. But I eat a lot of cheese, so that oh yeah, no, never mind. That's right. I forgot we're talking about about grilled cheese donuts. That's right. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Never mind. Not vegan. All right. You know what else isn't vegan? Coronavirus. (laughs) Actually, it would qualify as being vegan. It's a natural compound. But it eats people. No. I mean, no, not literally, but like. But you're right. You're right. Uh, No, but I was going to say the hours being extended in February is so not vegan. 
can we can that be the new <laughs> like remember remember for those like few years when we were like oh that is so not raven <laughs> that is so not vegan am i the wait am i making this up did this was this just like no, a thing at my school that this, okay that actually happened no that actually happened okay all right i forgot about that that was funny that was funny yeah park hours extensions so not vegan no, so I'm not vegan. <laughs> uh, no, but they're extending. I don't really know what they're extending to. Um, they're going to be open, it seems, later in the evenings again. And by later in the evenings, I mean like 6.37. Still not like your normal 9, 10 o'clock. Yeah, they're always open a little bit later in the summer than they are in the not summertime. <laughs> in the moderately hot time in Florida, at not the, yeah, the, the bearably, scorching the hot. The bearably hot times instead of the unbearably hot times. And I feel like the only reason they are open so late in the unbearably hot times is so that you have time to walk around and not sweat from your eyeballs. And fireworks. Oh, I forgot that. That's the thing they used to do. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> remember that? Remember when we would just stand around with all of those other people? Thousands of other people. Do you ever like think of doing things that you did before and you're like, but there'd be so many people there and none of us would be wearing masks? What? That's ridiculous. Why would we do that? I was thinking about that the other day because I was like compiling like more of things onto my list. Like as we like move on in the vaccine process. I'm like, okay, here's the list of things I really, 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 really want to do and it's safe. First of all, it's not a very long list because <laughs> of the, but there'll be people there. Like I get nervous hanging out with people that I know are safe. Like I, the first time I watch fireworks again in a crowded park, I'm going to have a panic attack. Like I don't think I'm going to be able to handle it. <laughs> Well, thankfully, I've been desensitized to fireworks after working working fireworks shifts as many times as I did. So, I mean, not the fireworks. I mean, from the people. Oh yeah, no. My point is, I am not going to be quite as inclined to watch them. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. No, it's going to be years before I see fireworks again. Yep, that's the news. <laughs> that's so not vegan. That's so not vegan. And you know what else isn't vegan? What? The movie Horse Sense, because it's about horses. Paul, does that mean it's time for? It is. It's time for the, the Disney, Disney Plus, Plus Bad, Bad Movie Club. So we finally are on to part two of the Disney Plus Bad Movie Club. The uh, DPBMC. Like, the DPBMC. That's really hard for me to say for whatever reason. <laughs> I have no problem with it. I think it's really fun to say. Well, there you go. Uh, Paul's the chancellor of that now because I'm not going to try it again. Uh, so yeah, we watched Horse Sense finally, the movie we picked after uh, Tiger Cruise. Thankfully, this one was not about any national tragedies except for itself, which is kind of a national tragedy because the movie is really not good. Like, I was looking back and I looked at its IMBD and it got like a 6.9 out of 10, which nice. I think is still too hot. Oh, <laughs> I still think is too high. I I just I don't think it deserves that high of a score. No. I think maybe a four or lower. I give it like a four and a half. Really, that's generous. Well, the cinematography was okay. Was it? I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention, <laughs> so I assume it was okay. <laughs> I know you were. At some point, I was like, I was like, I feel like he's not paying attention, and I feel like I'm suffering through this alone. I was definitely what? Correction. I was definitely in the room while the movie was going on, <laughs> and I was listening to most of it. And the rest of the time, I was just on at the IMDb page, so uh, it was all related. I would also like to note, just for like promoting safety, that we did watch this over video call, and we were in our separate houses when we watched this movie. The group watch feature on Disney Plus is awesome. It is. It's saved so much during this pandemic of being like, "Do you want to watch this? Let me let me set it up." Yeah, it's not a total pain in the butt, um, but the movie itself is a pain in the butt. Don't watch Horse Sense. I know we said don't watch Tiger Cruise. But you should definitely watch Tiger Cruise over Horse Sense. Way better movie. With that being said, though, Paul, what's your favorite part of Horse Sense? I have to know. Like, of course, we're going to like talk about our least favorite parts after this. But I really just I'm trying to find the positive in things. So like, what was your favorite part? I'm literally trying to think of anything about <laughs> this movie that I am not going to criticize. That scene where I he's going through the like 
Chuck E. Cheese style like playground oh. thing. That was kind of fun, yeah. I guess. That was funny. Um, my favorite part was when it was over. Oh, that's dang it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. My favorite part was right before we hit play, because that was the last second of my life where I had not seen any of horse since. Now, don't let us defer you. Like, if you want to watch this movie, go ahead. But we're about to spoil it for you. Because, Paul, what was the worst part of the movie? The worst part of the movie was the movie. No, um, but <laughs> the, actually, the part that I liked the least about Horse Sense was the, the, the resolution to the movie. <laughs> so, just as a, a recap, brief recap about what this movie is about. Um this city boy has who first of all the tie or the disney plus description makes it sound like these two kids are the same age they're not one of them is like a 20 something in college and the other is the, like the city 11. boy is 20 in college yeah and the other kid's like 11 mm-hmm. anyway so city boy whose name i don't remember and don't care he Michael? treats uh, it doesn't matter he treats <laughs> his cousin like a jerk when he comes to visit him and doesn't take him to disneyland and all this stuff which they say multiple times in the movie. They promote Disneyland. Yeah, real oh yeah hard. definitely. Yeah, definitely a Disney movie. Um, although, did you notice the one time when they said something other? That, like, they said adventure yeah. or something. So, adventure world or something. Yeah, that was weird. Anyway, uh, treats him like a jerk. And then kind of as punishment gets sent to live on his farm for like a month. And it turns out that his aunt so his cousin's mom who is recently widowed reasonably recently anyway it's it's not made clear uh can't afford to keep the farm and they're gonna lose the farm so you think based on the fact that the movie's called horse sense that somehow they're gonna use horses to work together to you know learn the things that they need to learn so that they can save the farm that is not the resolution of the movie because that would be too good for this movie. No, the way that this movie is resolved <laughs> is a throwaway line in the he takes a test or something and gets like a D and at the very beginning. At the very at beginning like of the movie. The first three minutes of the movie. And it's in like real estate or something. Real estate development, I think. Property management, property lines, right. etc. Right. So it turns out that all that what he needed to do was a land trust, which is some sort of legal loophole that I looked up and neither of us really understand what that means. But like, why is that the payoff to this movie? It has nothing to do with what happens in the movie. And mind you, they tried to set it up so that he became a better person. He liquidated his trust fund. He sold his Porsche. He tried to just buy the farm for his aunt. But she said... No. They literally had set it up to be the resolution of his character growth. And then they shut it down to go with this development instead. I just, it doesn't, it. it. So you literally could watch the first three minutes and the last 10 minutes. And you don't have to see any of the other parts of the movie to get the, the premise of the movie. I don't, I don't know why this frustrates me so much. It totally it does, though. <laughs> it's just, it's so immensely frustrating to to have this movie which isn't even that good to begin with like it's not like we're throwing (laughs) away some masterful plot or something but it's like why did you pick that this is a disney channel movie no one watching this knows what a land trust is (laughs) i don't know maybe we're underestimating the 90s i guess (laughs) um Another thing that bugged me about the movie, on top of the fact that you could watch literally eight minutes of the movie and have it be the whole movie, um, was the fact that there's like six different plot lines. And none of them have a good resolution. No, and I get that they're all part of quote unquote character growth, but like none of them are good. (laughs) And then there's this part where he like builds, he like feels bad for his younger cousin, so he builds the rest of the treehouse that he would had been working on with his dad when he died and does like oh, a yeah. really nice job. Like if they had made the treehouse look like crap, his reaction would have made more sense. And like, I understand why the kid would be upset, but like he is just upset and then nothing is ever made of it again. Like if they wanted to make that a major plot point, I guess I could kind of understand where 
that was coming from. It's just like a collection of scenes that don't have much to do with each other. And also another one that I'm just realizing now is there's a part of the movie where they have to go on cattle watch because there's apparently wolves nearby. And so they send like the city cousin out first and his cell phone rings and it scares the cattle and they like stampede him. What happened to the cattle? What were the repercussions of him scaring the cattle? That scene just ended. Yep, that is what happened. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's just, it's not, Brie, it's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. No, we're in complete agreement there. If you want to watch Horse Sense, don't. Watch Cars instead. It's the same movie, but way better. You know, we are going to talk about how it's just like Cars, but I think we should hear a word from our sponsors first. Paul... Do you ever find yourself strolling through Cars Land on just a hot, sunny California day and really just, you know, feeling a lot like Lightning McQueen does and you just need to pause for a refreshment? That is exactly the feeling that I feel every time I go to Cars Land. Right. Well, do I have a solution for you? I hope so. You can experience... The best part of Cars Land. The lights? And the best, well, you could. Radiator Springs Racers? Flo's V8 Cafe is a great place to get refreshments in Cars Land. (laughs) It's the best. You can get home-style cooked meals for a reasonable, I assume, price. (laughs) And For Disneyland. (laughs) And you can sit under the only shade in that part of the park. At the gas pumps while you fuel your body. Uh. And you can feel like a real car. It's the most immersive experience at Disneyland. That's amazing. So when is it open, Brie? I don't know, Paul. No one does, because Disneyland is no closed. Disneyland is closed, and so is California Adventure. Well, that part of it, at least. So when they reopen, make sure you get all of your fueling needs at Flo's V8 Cafe and get some shade too because it's hot there. (laughs) Start your engines racers. Are you ready to race? Radiator Springs Racers is running right around the track and it's a ride that you can go on in California Adventure in Cars Land. I can't keep doing this voice for that much longer. But you should go on the ride. It's really fun. Wow, Paul, I feel like I feel like our, our ads were leading to something there. Yeah, uh, you all should stay home so that we can end COVID so that we can go back to Disneyland. Oh, I meant about the part of Cars Land because Horse Sense was just the 1999 version of Cars. That is a good point. Uh, real quick, right before we get to Cars Land, uh, just one last thing about the DPBMC. Uh, we do have a follow-up movie to Horse Sense. Oh my god, I didn't even remember. Um... Yeah, you were. I know you were trying to intentionally forget, but not going to work. Work. I'm announcing right now the next movie where you're watching is Alley Cat's Strike. Uh, let me let me read the description real quick here. Why do we only pick animal movies? This is not an animal movie. No, but Tiger. Cars, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. movies. Horse yeah. Sense, Alley Cat's Strike. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just all <laughs> Disney movies have animals in their name. Uh, right. So Alley Cat's Strike. Uh, according to Disney Plus, here's the here's their description. <clears throat> when an annual interschool competition ends in a draw, the organizers turn to bowling to break the tie. Four outcast teens with a love for the lanes are thrust into the spotlight along with the most popular and athletic kid in school who has never bowled a day in his life. It's from 2000. Yeah, yikes. I think it's going to be good. I do not. Oh. How much, how much wow. ironic enjoyment would you say you got out of Horse Sense? Because I feel like I did get legitimately some ironic enjoyment out of Tiger Cruise. Horse Sense was just bad. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. I feel like Tiger Cruise was bad in the way you expect a Disney Channel original movie to be bad. But overall, not a bad movie. A Horse Sense was just bad. Like, even as far as Disney Channel original movies go, like... I've watched other Disney Channel movies from that era, and it they're not all that bad. I can't decide how much of my enjoyment of Tiger Cruise came from the, like, 
guilt factor I felt from making fun of this movie that it turns out is about 9-11. So like, (laughs) you know. If we wouldn't have done that for so long, I feel like it would have been maybe worse because we weren't so guilty and being like, oh, no, (laughs) we're bad people. (laughs) It was certainly more memorable for that reason, at least. Totally. Yeah. Horror Sense was just crappy. Just a bad movie. Horror Sense was just a bad movie. It's still not the worst movie I've ever seen. I maintain that that is Barnyard. A movie so bad that, like, 11-year-old Paul walked out of the theater going, that was a bad movie. I, I've i been thinking really hard about it since we talked about that after the movie, and I genuinely think I saw Barnyard, but I don't remember it. So if that speaks volumes to that movie. But this is not the Nickelodeon Plus Bad Movie Club. This is the Disney Plus Bad Movie Club. Oh, excuse you. And- Paramount Plus? Sorry, Paramount Plus Bad Movie Club. This is the Disney Plus Bad All Movie right, Club. All right, fine. I'll start another podcast where I can do the PPBMC. That's just going to be the name of the next podcast we do. This is the PPBMC. And we're only going to watch Paramount movies. There's probably a lot of them. You know, I saw the new Dora. That was one of the last movies I saw in theaters. Dear goodness. Why? Because I grew up with Dora and I wanted to see it. And it was enjoyably self-referential. You paid for it in theaters yeah it was pretty good i mean it wasn't great what it was way better than it should have been though you want to know what the last movie i saw in theaters was the last one i saw was onward you saw it in theaters yeah whoa i saw it like the day like, or the weekend it came out that is like a rare phrase now of i saw onward theaters yeah i saw frozen 2 over i was about to say last christmas but that was two christmases ago now and that was the last movie I saw in theaters. To be fair, I don't really see movies in theaters very often. So Cars Land. So Cars Land. Well, first, we should emphasize why we're talking about Cars Land. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Horse Sense is just the movie Cars, but bad. Yeah. Right down to the 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 thing that you said about the, the stampede. That's the, oh. that's the tractor tipping scene. The tractors. Yeah. Well, okay. So Paul disagrees with me here and... You know, the people that listen to this podcast, you can let me know, like, if you feel like watching Horse Sense and then watching Cars. Does anyone else feel like, now that we've described it to you, that, like, Disney just felt like they needed to redeem themselves, and so they took the plot of Horse Sense and did it into Cars? This is not my... Okay, here's my counter-argument. This is not at all a new story idea, right? This is, like, an old, like, oh, yeah, city boy goes to, you know small town farm to learn the meaning of hard work or whatever like this is movie that that plot line has been done a million times okay fine don't give disney creatives credit that's fine i'm not gonna because that was pixar who made cars oh shoot (laughs) that's embarrassing but anyway it's basically the same plot for uh it is pretty much pretty much just that reason stuck in the mud the horse stuck in the mud Oh, yeah, there is a horse that gets stuck in the mud. Uh-huh. And Lightning McQueen gets stuck in the mud. He's got to do a bunch of hard work while he's there. And he leaves to go back to his life, but then realizes he needs... That he needs it, right. And, yeah, how much he values the the things that he's gotten from the small town. Oh, my God, it's cars. It's just cars. But I don't really like cars that much either. It's not that so great of a movie, to the... be honest. It's fine. <laughs> let's it's talk good. about the part of cars that we do like, and that's Cars Land. Just real quick, it is a million times better than Horse Sense. Oh, yeah. No, I would watch Cars voluntarily. Horse Sense, I will never watch it. Yeah, no. But Cars Land is amazing. It is one of my favorite lands of all of the lands in any theme park. Dare I say it's the Pandora of Disney World? Or of Disneyland? Well, Galaxy's Edge. No, no, no. Hear me out. Okay. Cars isn't really like a movie franchise that people like super love like it's fine but cars land has like a cult following yeah that's whereas in animal kingdom pandora is like okay pandora is a fine movie but the land of pandora is life-changing yeah that's a yeah that's definitely true avatar is the movie that everyone saw and no one remembered oh my god i called it pandora that just you did yeah (laughs) how much i care about that movie not at all it's not it's not it's fine have you seen it Avatar? Yeah. Once. I think I've also only seen it once. I saw it in... Uh, I don't feel that... I saw it in theaters in 3D. I 
watched it with my grandparents because they love it. Yeah. So, Paul, what's your favorite part of Cars Land? The lights. It's got to be the light. Like, I, So, don't get me wrong. It's... I love Radiator Springs. It's an awesome ride. Oh. It's easily my favorite yeah. ride in the entire resort. Yes. The lights are so cool. <laughs> like, they the did a, such so a good cool. job of taking a place that you know. Like, and I, I don't. I would never say that I, like, love Radiator Springs or anything. Right. But it is remarkable to take a piece of animation which and also full credit to pixar for making a place so believable that you can turn it into a real place with yes. i mean i'm not going to say that it was easy but no. it's you know doesn't look cartoony or anything so no it's awesome but the the lights really turn it up a notch when you go visit at night and just all the neon and it's oh wow it's it's, so it's stunning cool. and it's it's not even, like, solid lights, either. They, like, move, and, like, it looks like you're in the movie. It's, it. Do you know my favorite detail? What? Do you know? Wait, first of all, do you know what I'm going to say? I don't know what you're going to say. If I tell you how to do with lights, still know? All right, okay. So there's this throwaway line in the movie where it's Fillmore, okay. who is the, like, hippie van. And he's talking to yeah. Sarge. And he goes, I'm telling you, man, every third blink is slower. And if you look at the yes. traffic light, every third blink every... is in fact slower. It is. I have noticed that before. That makes me so ha- like irrationally happy. I love that so much. It it's just like details like that that just make you love Disney. You're like you're like no one would think about that. It's a complete throwaway line. I love that. I also love i don't know if you've picked up on this in the park but i've picked up on this the statue of stanley is slightly off kilter yeah it's not straight because lightning rips it off in the movie because yeah 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 (laughs) that's a good one um just small details that you just uh, you would never think about and they're just everywhere and You know, that's, I don't want to say that's one thing that, like, Disney has lost a little bit in their newer lands that they've done. Because don't get me wrong, I love Toy Story Land and I love Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. But nothing compares to Cars Land in detail and in, you know, scenery. Like, nothing beats it. Part of that, though, is, like, Radiator Springs is a place that you have been before. It, I, I think the the actual, the closest comparison is not, it, it seems like it might be Galaxy's Edge or Pandora. I think the closest comparison is actually, like, Diagon Alley in Universal. Oh, yeah, no, most definitely. Where you walk in and you're like, oh my gosh, this is what it looked like in the movie. Like, I have seen this like, before. And it just, like, you're just like, oh yeah, I, I am here. That's right, I forgot. I, like, I am just here somehow. I don't know how I got here, but I'm here. But I'm here, Yeah. I no, I totally agree with you. I think there's no comparison at Disney to Cars Land. It's an awesome land. I would love for Avengers Campus, which again, not really going to be a super relatable thing. Although if they, I don't know, I, these things could become more relatable, right? If they start shooting the Mandalorian partially at uh, Black Spire Outpost, or like have it take place partially at Black Spire Outpost, or mm-hmm. you know, just if they make that part of canon, I, I think that that really could become something that i become really attached to same with avengers campus same with the valley of moara or whatever it's called in pandora wherever that yeah it's got a special like that part of pandora or whatever has a name well and i feel like you know if you're a big avatar person pandora is special to you because if you were one of the three big avatar people (laughs) not named james cameron i was gonna say not james cameron Right. So, yeah, but Cars Land's just so special. Like, I still think about my first time going to Disneyland was the year after Cars Land opened, so it was still so new. And just being bewildered by it. Like, mind you, bewildered in general because it was my first trip to Disneyland. But just, I spent all my time in California Adventure in Cars Land. And we haven't even really talked about the rides. Yes, Radiator Springs Racers is really really good 
it's a great combination of dark ride and thrill ride. Um, Can we talk about how it's based off of Test Track? Sure. But it's a million times better than Test Track. Yeah, because like, it, they goes, really it said, moves vertically. Yeah, they're like, oh, we love Test Track. Let's do something like that in Disneyland and then makes it a million times better. I'm still kind of surprised we haven't seen Test Track turned into some copy of, of Radiator Springs. I wonder if they would ever do cars at Epcot. I mean, they already kind of do during Flower and Garden. The only place I could see that making sense would be like the American Adventure. And there's definitely not enough space for that, so... Inlet, like, yeah, I mean, I was like, well, they could kind of do a themed cars area over there. And mind you, I've spent a lot of time in the test track area. But I just, yeah, especially with a Marvel ride going in right next to it, I don't really see how they could ever do that. Which is kind of a bummer, but oh, although maybe they'll make it. you say that, but from Cars Land, you can see Mission Breakout, so. Which used to make a lot more sense when it was Tower of Terror. Nope, still didn't. I mean, a hotel is more believable than. Yeah, that's true mission breakout yeah but that's kind of the beauty of california adventure is it doesn't ruin anything to see it from there yeah that's true to me at least, like to me at least i feel like because you know you could see incredicoaster and everything else and i don't really ever feel like it's breaking theme or anything it's just like it's like i know i'm in california adventure but i also feel like i'm in radiator springs yeah although that's one thing that i will knock universal for in uh hogsmeade in particular like, being Ooh, on the yeah. edge of Hogsmeade, and you're like, oh, look, there's Jurassic Park over there. It's like, what? That's like... <laughs> Wait a second. I, I didn't need it to be, you know, completely invisible, but, like, it should be a little less visible than this, right? Especially when they put so much effort into making the train between the two so, like, opaque and, like, yeah. not seeing anything. And then, like, you're there, and you're like, I'm in Universal? But anyway, let's talk about the other two rides. I haven't done... I did the old uh, Luigi's Flying Tires. That one was terrible. So they've replaced Never it. Never did that one. It's now called... I have it. I think it's Luigi's Dutch. Relic and Roadsters, right? It is. Luigi's Rel- Relic and Roadsters. It's so fun. So it's apparently similar to A- Aquatopia at Tokyo Disney Sea. And the ride vehicles are depicted as Luigi's cousins who have come to Radiator Springs for a dance celebration. I didn't know that. That's adorable. Uh, it opened on March 7th, 2016 and did replace Luigi's flying tires. Uh, and during... Oh my god. Okay, so I've done it both regularly and during Halloween. I would recommend both. Um, during Halloween, they do change the light bulbs above it. So it's purple and orange lights instead nice. of white lights which god the amount of detail but during halloween it's called the honkin halloween hall halloween hall H-A-U-L. i already say halloween like with it all so it's yeah. it's not very i know different. i know uh <laughs> and then luigi's joy to the world <laughs> during christmas <laughs> oh i can't wait to see cars land at christmas time Never seen it. Like, Halloween is already so good, but, like, I could only imagine Christmas time. But I want to talk about Mater's Junkyard Jamboree, because that ride Please is do. I've way, never done it. Seriously, it's way better yeah. than it looks. Really? It's way more fun than it looks. Yeah, I actually really okay. like it. Yeah. It's on my list for next time I go. The only thing that really deters me from doing it usually is the wait. The wait, yeah, usually it's not too long. Um, if it's more than, if it's over, if it's more than, 15, you know, 20, <laughs> yeah, if it's more than 20, 25 minutes, it's definitely not worth it. Um, but it's a, a, like for basically just a spinner ride. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. yeah, surprisingly fun. The music's really pretty good. Um, baby tractors in, in Halloween time, they rename it Mater's Graveyard Jamboree. Which I think is hilarious. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, and then apparently during Christmas time, which I did not know because I've never been on it, but I have been on uh, Graveyard Jamboree. Um, but apparently during Christmas time, it's Mar- Mater's Jingle Jamboree, which, okay. Oh my God. We have to go at Christmas time. Um, the thing that now is deterring me from it is that it is the most recent example is Alien Swirling yes, Saucers. Yes, it's exactly the same ride. ride. Yep. Then I have no interest in going on it. But it's way more fun, I've heard. Okay, okay. Hear me out. I went on the Swirling Saucers by myself at Toy Story Land. Well, that sounds boring. Okay, but it's a it's a group seatbelt. 
Oh, no. And so it doesn't effectively hold you in place at all. Wow. <laughs> and so it was the scary, like, okay, I'm not going to say the scariest ride because that was when we went on that roller coaster together. That was the scariest ride of my entire life. I would like to request next episode, we'll talk about Universal and we'll talk about our Universal trip because we have some, there are some we interesting have. stories there. Okay, we'll do that next week. We have to. But riding the swirling saucers by myself was terrifying. So I will go on Jamboree next time I go to Disneyland, but I will go with someone else because I refuse to feel like I'm going to fall out of a cart multiple times. It's a pretty good ride. I enjoyed it. Yeah. A lot. I trust you. What about the food? I know our great advertisements talked about Flo's V8, but I don't feel like either of us have eaten there. I have not eaten there. I want to, though. The menu actually looks pretty okay. Yeah, it seems pretty okay. I think the thing that's turned me off the most about it is it's outdoor seating and the food's like hot and I like never want to sit outside yeah, and eat that's hot true. food in Disneyland. Yeah, it's like diner food, which is like, I don't want to eat mm-hmm. that outside. No. They have like meatloaf, I think. And it's like, yeah. why would I want to, <laughs> I'm not going to sit out in the, the California sun and eat meatloaf. I have sat there before and drank water and ate food from the cozy cone. I have as well. I ate the mac and cheese bread cone and felt gross, which I thought was due Ooh, to the mac and cheese bread cone, but it wasn't. It was the sandwich that I had left in my backpack that I ate and then spent all of the next day. Anyway. If you want to hear that story, it's in our episode, Beware the Monte Cristo, yeah. hence the name. Or Fear the Monte Cristo, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Cozy Cone Motel, we just talked about that. We both ate there. What do you Wait, what did you, what only... did you think about Cozy Cone? I liked it. Um, it was Thanks, my, great okay. insight. <laughs> uh, my it was my first ever Disney churro. Yeah, uh, I got the the hollow the hall H A U L O W E E N churros from their cozy cone churro cone, and they were good. I mean, they were covered in green green slime. It was white chocolate, but slime, and uh, they were good. I mean. I, first of all, I'm not a big churro person. That's why I've never really had Disney churros, but they look so cute. Like the girl in front of us bought them. And so I was like, well, I have to buy them now because they look so good. And they were fine. Um, But the mac and cheese bread cone's so good. <laughs> like, it's the best mac and cheese at California Adventure. That's not at a sit down restaurant. I can't speak to that. But I, I did not personally terribly enjoy it. But I don't know that that's the mac and cheese's fault. Right. I think that that's uh, probably so. my own fault. I did want to touch on uh, one quick thing on churros. Um, I actually, yeah. hot take, hot fire take, fire take for our fire podcast. Ready? Fire take. Disney churros. Eh. They're not good. The best churros, though. Costco food court. Ooh. Best churros, man. I understand they're probably not very authentic, but man, they're good. They always smell good. I've never had one. Well, you can't right now, but apparently they're coming back soon, so. Oh, the best churros I've ever had. And mind you, I don't like churros. I'm not a big cinnamon sugar person. But I was up at a Christmas market in Vancouver, Canada. The way you said Vancouver sounded so Canadian. Back when we could still go. Uh, and I was up there and there was a guy from Spain selling authentic churros in dark like with a dark chocolate kind of like spicy mole dark chocolate sauce best thing i've ever eaten in my entire life i considered because we like ate them in the car driving back and i considered turning around and going back to get more wait this guy was from spain and he was selling churros yeah they have churros in spain all right i thought it was a mexican that's where they're that's where they originated the spaniards brought them to mexico when they you know invaded the native people oh i didn't know that yeah, they're uh, originally from Spain, and they're meant to be eaten with, and they weren't originally meant to be eaten with chocolate. That was something that was adapted when the Spaniards took them to the Mayan communities, yeah, that, and they had chocolate. That, I think, maybe is part of why I thought it was a, like, you know, Central America, Latin America thing. Yeah, so the cookie itself came from Spain. Things you learn on our podcast. Well, we hope you've learned something anyway, but for now, it's over. This it is, is over. This is the end of the podcast. If you want more content from us, though... Then you should follow Brie, her postings, on our social media accounts. I mean, both of our... So- it's us. It's together. It's both of us. We both do it. <laughs> I would like to clarify that Paul does have the logins to all of the accounts. 
Mm, correction. Paul has access to the logins. Paul does not know <laughs> what the logins are. Neither does Bree. Um, my <laughs> computer great. logs in for me. Oh, good. Um, That's what I want to hear. <laughs> oh, good. No, but uh, yeah, you can find us at Signal25Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. You almost said Snapchat. I almost said Snapchat. A fun fact, I deleted my Snapchat this week. Whoa. Well, my app. Not. I don't know how to delete my account, but I was spending too much time aimlessly scrolling on it. So I. Oh, said, you missed well, my good story yesterday, then. Ugh. Anyway. I re-download it. Um, well, if you want to not miss out on our good stories, you should follow us. Uh, but then also, while you're at it, you know, go ahead and leave us a comment uh, telling us what you want to hear. Um, or just telling us how um, beautiful our voices sound. Or yeah, we love being complimented. If you really want to compliment someone, though, the best way you can do that is by sharing this podcast and by using the emoji both for horses and for cars, because effectively they're the same thing. But really, they are. If you really think about it, yeah. Oh my god, wait, this just got a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why we use the word horsepower. Well, with that, I'm Bree. And I'm Paul. (laughs) And this has been Signal 25.